Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's go. All right, Ali Webb, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. It's great to have you on. And for, for people that don't know you, Tell a little bit about your story, Allie. You have been named one of the 100 most influential creative women entrepreneurs out there. You've done a lot of crazy stuff, but let everybody yeah. get to know you a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a pretty long story. I'm actually in the process of writing a book about my entire story right now. But, you know, 10 years ago, I founded a company called Drybar. Um, which, you know, if you're a woman living in the United States, you probably hopefully know about dry bar, which we, we really were the first blow dry bars in the U.S. and, um, you know, kind of kind of inadvertently started this trend and ended up opening. Now we have 150 locations. Sadly, they aren't all open today due to what's happening in the world. Um, but, you know, we started that business thinking it was going to be my one little shop and I'd pick up my kids from school and they yeah. were three at the time and that was 10 years ago and, and the business really exploded and um, changed my life and so many other women's lives and it just was this amazing um, you know journey that we've been on ever since so that was 10 years ago and um, my life has had many ups and downs since then and um, you know now I'm in kind of this new second chapter of my life and I'm working on new projects I just relaunched my podcast raising the bar with my partner Adrian Kaler um, and he coaches founders and CEOs and I needed him like five years ago um, when I was in the throes of of growing dry bar um, but yeah so we're talking to other entrepreneurs impact leaders and you know spending a lot of my time focusing on that my book some other kind of passion projects as well as investing in other companies. We started another brand called Squeeze, which is a massage concept. It's the same founding team as Drybar. So, you know, I'm definitely busy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. I, I would love to talk about the courage to pioneer a new concept because yeah. what you did with Drybar, there was no roadmap. There was no blueprint. You really had to have courage and and confidence to do that. And, and I would love to hear your advice for individuals that feel like maybe they have an idea that's ahead of their time that isn't proven. No one else is doing it, you know? Well, you know, I mean, I think that it's like, it's so, it's a lot of things lining up. I mean, for sure. You know, I feel like in a lot of ways, the stars aligned for us. Um, and, and it was a good idea. And, you know, we figured out how to execute it. And that was, you know, through the help of a lot of people, um, you know, and I think that when you're you're concepting an idea, you have this idea, um, you, you know, you kind of have to just go with it. And I think that people get very kind of bogged down in, I mean, there's a term I love, analysis paralysis. I'm sure you've yeah. heard, you know, like you're so you're so in the weeds with like, you know, trying to make everything perfect and figure everything out before you go. Where, in, you know, in our case, I don't know if it was just ignorance or what. It was like, I knew that there was this need yeah. I, I, I felt like there was a need for, you know, a place where women could go for an affordable blowout in a beautiful space and they didn't exist, you know? And so my gut was telling me that this was something that was definitely needed in the marketplace. And I think, I think it was like my gut and intuition of knowing that this was something that 
I really thought was going to work. Um, mm -hmm. And and sticking to that and kind of doing whatever I had to do to make it happen. I think that's yeah. kind of what entrepreneurs. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not gonna the first or last person that will say that. You know, it's like you have to have a lot of grit, um, and you you got to keep going even if you're told no or things don't work right away. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's like it's like sheer determination. It really yeah. is. You're starting. No, oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because things never go as planned. You always have the stars of optimism in your eyes and you're so excited and you're so hopeful. And then when you get into it and you realize the amount of work that it's going to require, it's like that's when you really realize whether or not you have that inside yeah. of you. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And you also, you know, you have to bring a lot of passion with it. And, you know, sometimes I think people approach, entrepreneurs will approach businesses in this like, it's a good opportunity versus something that I am really passionate and love. And while that might seem like a small thing, you know, it's like if you're having to spend, you know, 20 hours a day on it or 15 hours a day on this thing, you better love it. You know, it's like, yes. a yes. <laughs> you yes. don't have to really get to Absolutely. take it. So, yeah. 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 So, you know, after taking Drybar from one to 150 locations, you're now working on a lot of new projects. You're doing some passion projects. You're doing some new things. But I always think some of the most interesting things are looking back and really looking at the greatest learnings that you had through that process that you'll now apply to everything that you do for the rest of your life. And yeah. I think exploring those things are so, so powerful, right? So can you share maybe a few of your biggest learnings that you will now carry forward with you into the future? Um, you know, I mean, I think, gosh, there's, there's so many things. I think, you know, the big things that stand out, you know, are, are bringing on other people to fill in the gaps that you personally have. And, and like, Lord knows I have lots of them. You know, I'm, I think of myself as like creative and visionary and I can like, see the big picture but like when it comes to like spreadsheets and getting in the weeds and finance and all that stuff like i'm just i'm not good at it i'm not that interested in it so you know i i know now that i have to supplement that and, and bring on people who understand that world because it's just not not only do i not i mean i kind of understand it i just don't like i'm not interested in it and that you know so bringing in somebody you know to help i'm actually working on a, a new business that i i can't even talk about yet um that's going to be launching early next year you know and i am in the same position right now where i'm bringing in other people to help you know supplement what i don't know so i think that's a big thing and i think as entrepreneurs we want to do everything ourselves we think we can take on everything ourselves we think we know everything yeah. you know and, uh, and I'm the, I made that mistake too in the early days of dry bar, but you know, you just don't. So I, I would say that's a big thing. And then also, you know, another big like theme for me over the years and the thing that I learned so much of was, um, you know, being open to feedback on a lot of different levels, not mm -hmm. only for our clients and being open to what they were saying and, and taking that feedback in as much as it hurt. Um, but also like from, from the people who are working for you, you know, it's yeah. like surrounding again, surrounding yourself with people who are going to like tell you what they really think versus what you want to hear. Um, it's very easy and very common in my experience, you know, that, you know, founders or business leaders or bosses, or whatever are, are kind of tend to be surrounded by people who are just like, want to make them happy and tell them what they want to hear. And like, mm -hmm. you don't want those you people. Need that feedback. Absolutely. You need, yeah. you need thinkers that are surrounding you and not just doers because otherwise it's like you can go over a cliff in five seconds, right? Perfect. You don't have any perspective or outside of objective feedback. 
right? Yeah, and it like, you know, it feels good in the moment when someone's like, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. But really, it's not going to get you very far. You know, yeah. you can't, you know, you definitely need people. And I, I have it all the time. I mean, I, everybody that's around me constantly tells me like, no, you know, or how about this? Or, you know, and it's, so it's a very like yeah. collaborative space that I try to create with the people. Yeah. So that's something I, I but I, I wasn't always good at that. I mean, I used to like lose my mind when I would walk into a dry bar shop and I would like berate everybody because the things weren't the way I wanted them to. And that like freaked people out and made people scared of me. And that wasn't yeah. ideal. I, you know, that wasn't ideal. Yeah. So I yeah. had to better, like channel <laughs> that, you know, yeah. figure out how to like set up a system to give feedback and, and all of those things that I learned, you know, yeah. on job training, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So you talked about really surrounding yourself with people that are able to fill the gaps that aren't your strength. Uh, talent acquisition, I think, is one of the top jobs of any CEO, right? Who's the person that can lead this, right? Who can take us where we want to go? And you talked about surrounding yourself with people that can give you honest feedback, having yeah, yeah. and cultivating collaboration, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so if you look back on your career and the success that you've had, whether it's New York Times bestseller, the success of Drybar, the different things that you've done, you've done a lot, right? Um, what what do you feel like you personally have done exceptionally well that helped you to get here? Obviously, the hard work and the grit. And and we all know that, that at the end of the day, without that, nothing's happening. But yeah, like, yeah. what are some things that you're like, yeah, like I, I, I executed this really well and it got us to where we are? Yeah, I, mean, I think that for me personally, you know, I'm such a like, you know, I, you can't, if I get my mind set on something, no matter whether it has to do with business or personal, like there, you can't stop me. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is like, I'm, I'm a very, very determined person. And when I get my mind like fixated, you know, on whatever it is, like I'm going to make it happen and I'm not going to like stop until it does. So I think that that's been something that has like personally, um, driven driven me it's like and i always just the way my brain works is like i'm always thinking of things i always i love like figuring things out and making something happen and i think that's all it's all kind of you know the same thing is like i want you know if, if i get if i get an idea in my head that something should be a certain way and it's not like i'm gonna do everything and move heaven and earth to make it happen and yeah. that's you know my personality you know and i, I don't even know that i knew that so much pre dry bar, you know, but you know, like you said, it does take sure it's sheer grit it and determination. Um, and you know, and it's like we have a lot of other people helping, but for me, it's like you know, I, that is like I think a strength of mine is that I'm able to kind of I can pretty quickly assess a lot of different types of situations and figure out what's needed and wanted and execute on that. And I think that's mm -hmm. probably one of my biggest strengths for sure. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's great. I always love hearing people's perspective because, you know, sometimes you're like going through it, right. And you're just, you're going and you're going, but then if you can pull those things out and apply them for the future, it can really, it can really be so meaningful. Um, so when you look at kind of, you know, some of the things that you would have done differently or that you learned on the journey that you're like, this is what I want to do different as I do new projects in the future. Is there anything key? Because again, it's all entrepreneurs that are here listening to the show and anything we can do to help them avoid pitfalls or landmines, you know, is, is really, really powerful. Um, you know, I mean, in terms of, I, I get asked that question a lot, like, what would I do differently? And, you know, I, like, I never have a great answer for that because, I think there were a lot of mistakes made along the way and like in the weeds stuff about like, yeah, for like sure. 
you know, and, yeah. but all of that stuff taught me so much. So, I mean, I yeah. think the best advice is like, make the mistakes and don't, don't be so hard on yourself for making those mistakes. They, mm -hmm. they, I know it sounds cliche, but it's like, they really do yeah. inform what you do next, you know, mm -hmm. and we make tons of mistakes along the way. Yeah. I make mistakes all the time, you know, yeah. and then I'm like, oh shit. Okay. I did that wrong. You know, I need to, to rethink how I'm going to do it in the next, yeah. the next one, you know? And so all of those things like help us figure out, you know, what's next. And it's like, I, I think, you know, back to what I was saying before, I think what the, the bigger mistake people make is like holding back and being afraid to make decisions, being afraid yeah. to like, you know, it's, mindset. It, it's like, yeah, it's, oh, you know, it's the mindset of getting stuck in either like inaction or like overthinking and not allowing yourself to learn through the doing because yeah. that's where all the learnings live in actually doing it right yeah. i yeah. mean it, it's really true in so many aspects of our lives if we just kind of like keep the, the momentum going yeah. you know whatever it is that you're working on um it's gonna it's gonna pay off and and you're gonna make wrong turns and you're gonna make mistakes but in, in the long run i think that really helps you like figure out what what works and what doesn't work yeah yeah, for sure. For you, what have been your favorite mechanisms for actually driving growth in your businesses? I feel like everyone has kind of a different growth personality um, and different things that they really lean on that are focal points for them. What has that been for you? Well, you know, I think for Drybar, you know, the, the growth was like, you know, happened over time, you know, and there's, there's, there's so many different things. I mean, for us, so much of the growth was like word of mouth in the, yeah. in the early days, you know, it was like, it was, you know, we launched in 2010. So Instagram like wasn't what it is now, but yeah. there, yeah. the women were, you know, posting, I mean, I mean, nobody posts pictures on Twitter anymore, but they were, yeah. Yeah. That, you know, women really wanted to share this experience and that's, you know, really been the, the beauty and magic of dry bars, the experience we create. Um, so that, you know, that kind of word of mouth and, you know, and also, you know, PR has changed so much over the years. Yeah. First, I worked in PR in another life before, you know, the dry bar days. And I, you know, really understand the importance of getting the word out there, getting, yeah. getting whether it's your product or your experience in, you know, the hands of the right people, you know, also the, the power of, of gifting, um, and giving it, giving it away. I mean, we I can't tell you how many free blowouts I've given away in my life. I mean, I keep yeah blowout card with me in my purse. And, you know, when I used to go places, I would give them to people all the yeah. time because they had not yeah. been to bar and they've been wanting to try it, you know, and it's like, it, there's certainly not one like growth vehicle that we've used. It's, it, you know, like yeah. it's, it's just so many things between the importance of social media, the importance of PR, you know, impeccable customer service and care. So, you know, obviously like you want them all to be good, but when they're not good, you have a, you know, you have like a, a pipeline to help make sure that the people who weren't happy with the experience are getting the kind of support that they need to even get that back in, fix it. Um, which by the way, in terms of like loyalty, that goes such a long way. If someone has had a bad experience, oh you don't want to happen, you follow up with them, you make it right with them. You kind of turn them into a customer for life, you know? So, you know, it's, it's pulling all those different levers that I, you know, that I have found. And same thing with our new business squeeze, which is the massage concept. You know, it's like, we, we were able to take a lot of the learnings from dry bar and apply them to squeeze and squeeze is yeah. a brick and mortar, but you book on the app, you pay on the app, you tip on the app. And so we've created this, you know, very, very seamless, convenient experience where you walk in, you say your name, 
your therapist knows what you want. You There's so many bells and whistles, but then when you walk out, when you're done, you just walk out the door. You don't yeah. have to deal with paying and tipping. And, you know, so all of these things are things that we've learned, you know, from, from, from the dry bar days and yeah, yeah. it really matters. I love it. Well, you know, it's so interesting because everything has changed and nothing has changed. And that's why I was asking the question because, you know, social media has exploded. It's where we all, our businesses live there now. The conversation lives there. But at the end of the day, it is still that human connection element that will make you or will break you, right? Social media will either be how your business explodes because people are advocates for you, ambassadors for you. They're taking pictures, they're tagging you, they're screaming from the rooftops, or it can destroy you. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, bad experience after bad experience, and they'll take it to social media. It will yeah, go the other way. Paying attention. If you're having, if you're somebody, you know, we've had this happen numerous times where someone has, you know, posted a negative yeah. thing about their experience with Dry Bar. And I will publicly respond to that yeah. because it's not only for that person, and we'll privately DM them to get their yeah. right, them follow up, but publicly, it's like, ah, shit, I'm so sorry mm-hmm. that we messed up. We want to make it right. We want to find out what happened. You know, I'm also a big believer in where there's smoke, there's fire. So, you know, which yeah. kind of like what yeah. I was talking about feedback. It's like, you've got to pay attention to these things. And if, I always feel like if one person's complaining, there's probably like at least 10 or 20 other people who had that same experience. They're just not speaking up. So I'm beyond grateful for that. I mean, yeah, for not always fun in a public forum to deal with like a really unhappy client because it does tend it can tarnish your brand but as an owner or founder or manager whatever you are like the, to, how you deal with that publicly is also you know very telling to your your customer base your fans so it's all yeah. it's all important and, and then to give you know the worst thing businesses in my opinion can do is give like some canned like we're sorry you feel that way or you know and then yeah. and they're like Ugh, you know that in in, authentic, in authenticity really, you know, can destroy a business. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I love that. And, and it's so important. And I feel like these are the, the lost, it's like the lost art of doing it. It's so crazy because it's like, business one-on-one, it's the simplest stuff. I know. And I, everything. I feel like, gosh, this is probably so boring because it's nothing like earth shattering, you know, no, it's, no, it's, no. Like I, my parents were entrepreneurs, so I grew up in this world. And it's like all I know. It's like yeah. you're really nice to people. You treat people really well. The customer is always right. And like you, you know, you take care of your space and like, that's it. You know, well, um, if, well, but your problem is, is like, you're like, yes, like those are those essential, like obvious things that are not so obvious anymore. So like, I like having these conversations because it brings it back to the forefront for everyone, because I feel like a lot of times you know, especially as an entrepreneur, you can you can get distracted and place value on the wrong things that yeah. aren't actually going to move the needle. And yeah. a lot of times the things that have the biggest impact on sustainable growth are the things that are not sexy. They're not the bright, shiny object. They're not the next latest, greatest trend. They're like, hey, listen, like, are you taking care of your people? Like, are you following up? You know, obviously we just do blowouts. We, we always resisted adding manicures or adding makeup or anything like that. And, you know, there was, there's a lot of customers understandably are like crushed for time and they want to be able to get several things done at once. But I was, and we could make a lot more money, frankly, if we were to do those other things or try to sell them more things. But my positioning always on it was like, we do one thing, we do it really well. And I don't want to like sell out and be selling, you know, tchotchkes at the front and things that like don't have to do with hair and the brand because 
it, it doesn't feel good to the customer. They may not even recognize that or articulate that, but it doesn't. You know, it takes yeah. away from, from the brand. So, you know, I mean, it, it just reminds me of like it, for me, it was never about money. It can never be about money. It's like, if you're, if you're in the position of like, you want to build a business cause you're like trying to get rich fast, like, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't, I mean, for it, sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, these are these are great, great things, Ali. So let's talk about what you're excited about for the future. I know you have some projects you can talk about, some projects you can't talk about, but let's talk about, you know, what you can share that you're excited about and kind of what you're focused on for the new year. Well, you know, this last well, the last like two years have been so much growth for me. You know, it's kind of not being in the day-to-day weeds and dry bar the way I, I was for so many years. Um, and I got divorced two years ago, and so my life kind of like you know, took a crazy turn and fell apart a little bit, which, you know, really ended up being such an, such an important thing in my life. And my brother, Michael, who's my business partner, we had launched our podcast, Raising the Bar, like three years ago. So we kind of let that go and we stopped doing it. And then when I met my now partner, Adrian Kaler, who coaches, you know, founders and CEOs, and he's just brilliant. Um, you know, I, I got, I kind of wrangled him into doing the podcast with me because he, he brings such a different kind of angle to things. I mean, our Michael and I were kind of approaching things like how did you build and scale and grow your business? We're kind of talking about like how do you feel now yeah. that you've done that, you know, and it's like more talking yeah. about like the inner workings of you know what entrepreneurs go through, mm-hmm. you know, when they're like like what makes them tick. It's more a little more personal. And so yeah. I really enjoy that because for me it's like having gone through what I've gone through the last two years, like I want to talk about the personal stuff all day long. So yeah. the podcast yeah vehicle for that. And we're talking about all sorts of things and how, you know, our personal lives, especially now in this day with COVID and you're working like 10 feet away from your spouse, you know, how are we all like managing through? So a lot of really interesting conversations. We're also talking to impact leaders, you know, like we just interviewed uh, Scott Harrison, the guy who founded Charity Water. We're building a wall with Charity Water right now. That was one of our projects last year. Yeah. I mean, I was so inspired by him and I was, I couldn't wait to get him on the podcast and he's, he's just amazing. And his story is phenomenal. So we're getting to do stories like that. And then we do like this weekly shit that bugs us, which is like kind of what we're talking about, like the kind of basic one-on-one stuff that people are doing wrong and in, in like out in the world that we experience that we don't like and want people, other people to be like, don't do that. You know? Don't so that. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah. So we we're releasing three episodes a week. Um, so that's definitely like taking a lot of, time it's it's really fun and and you know again we get to do it together and so we enjoy that piece of it um so yeah so raising the bar is is probably one of my biggest projects right now and then i'm also like i mentioned in the process of writing a book which is like a memoir of kind of my my early life and then you know how i got to dry bar and like a lot of the learnings and lessons in that Mm -hmm. and a lot of Mm -hmm. personal stuff of you know building a business and the ups and downs and and kind of where i am right now it sounds funny to say memoir because I feel like I should be much older to be writing a memoir, but yeah. it is a really exciting project and, and so, you know, cathartic to talk about all yeah. that. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, and I've been, I continue to invest in other businesses and, um, you know, I'm looking at things all the time and yeah, I, I feel very lucky and fortunate where, you know, where things are right now. Great. That's awesome. It's, it's nice to hear you've like crossed through, you had a little bit of a, a yeah. period there, but then You've gotten, you've made it to the other side yeah. and now you're like settling into like what the new journey looks yeah, like. Yeah, right? the next yeah. chapter is really interesting, which, you know, I think it's like, what, what's been really fascinating to me is that I've, I've been somewhat public with what I've gone through. Um, and, 
you know, I think I didn't want to be a person that was divorced and I didn't want any of that. And I wanted this like, you know, perfect kind yeah. of life that everyone like thought I had. And then when I was like, well, here's what's really happening. You know, it was like the, the amount of feedback I've gotten from other women who are going through whatever mm -hmm. they're going through and like, Hey, you talked about it publicly. So it doesn't make me, it makes me feel like I can kind of like relate and under, you yeah. know, you know, so it's just been really fascinating how, you know, when people are, you know, open with what's going on, how there's so many other people who are actually in that same boat and yes. really appreciate that openness. Yeah. So that's something that I'm, I'm enjoying kind of the mental health For space. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. So just to, to wrap up on a final note, and, and we probably don't have time to really go deep and explore this today, but do you, do you want to share just some tips and feedback around kind of the mental health side of things for entrepreneurs? It's all small business owners listening. And, you know, I think one of the things that gets pushed aside a lot with business owners and entrepreneurs is a focus on their mental health. So just yeah. any tips or feedback from your own journey on that side of things that you would want to share. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I think that, you know, we put such a crazy amount of pressure on ourselves. Um, and, and like I said, I'm going to completely con contradict myself because it is so much work and it is this like 24 seven thing. And I am very guilty of that. And especially in the early days, you know, I, I wasn't like working out. I wasn't eating well. I was just work, 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 work. And then if I wasn't working, it was with kids. And, you know, so I wasn't like taking a lot of time for myself and that's, you know, is when burnout happens. And that's yeah, when you're absolutely. I want to do this anymore. I don't feel passionate or excited anymore. So, you know, the, the thing for me that I learned was like, you know what? I don't have, there, there's no, there's no rules that I have to abide by. It's like, that is part of the beauty of, of owning your own business. Being an entrepreneur is like, you know what? I don't have to take my first meeting at eight or nine o'clock. I can go work out at that time and not take my first meeting till 10, you know? And that was like such a revelation for me. When I remember when, when I did work in an office, you know, I, I would like, I was very like, I, I put this own guilt on myself. Like I had to be there by nine o'clock. Because you know, whatever I was like, wait a second, I don't have to be there by nine o'clock. If I want to, you know, have a morning with my kids, drop my kids off at school, then go for a run, and then come home and shower and get, and then don't walk into the office until ten. Like that's okay, you know. Yeah. And I think yeah. giving ourselves the permission to do the things that like rejuvenate us and reset us, like whatever yeah. that you know. For me, it's like especially like now, like I med I meditate, I'm not as much as I used to, but I I go on a walk every day, and that to me is like where I can like, you know, breathe. I love being outside. It's like, whatever it is for you, like work that thing in because yes. you, you will, you, you need, we all need that like mental yeah. reset. And so it seems again, so simple, but we don't, we don't, it's, it's amazing all the, the hours we have in the day that we don't actually set the time aside to do it, but yeah. I, it makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah. For sure. And I love, I just want to, I want to end on the note of what you said there. It's like exercising the power and the freedom that you have in your own life. It's like the right? best part. Yeah. We forget, we forget to do it sometimes. Cause we're like, you know, we've, we've grown up in a society where you have to be, you know, yeah. at a certain time, but yeah. it's like, that's so the beauty of being your own boss yeah. you can like take a call at eight o'clock at night. Yeah, and not, you know exactly. what I mean? It's like you can make your own. That's that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. For sure. For sure. I love it. Okay. Well, let's share the podcast one more time so people can check out the awesome work that you're doing. And if there's anywhere else that you want people to connect or, or follow along, go ahead and invite them to do that. So it's Raising the Bar. On Instagram, we're just Raising the Bar Pod. Um, okay. My Instagram is AllieWeb, A-L-L-I-W-E-B-B. And then there's at the dry bar and squeeze, but you can kind of find everything yeah. under the web. Um, 
And yeah, I'm actually in the process right now of doing a big 12 days of my faves like giveaway. Um, awesome. Which I love it. Back. So anything that's happening in my world is on my Instagram. So that's always a good place to go. And um, po the podcast Raising the Bar, you can get on all your like wherever you get podcasts. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Love okay. it. Love it. You know, another project I'm working on that I didn't mention is something called Pep Talk, which is like this platform where you can go on and talk to business leaders. You can buy like a 20 minute Pep Talk. So it's kind of in lieu of us like speaking the way I've done historically. Um, so I'm, you know, I try to make myself available for other entrepreneurs who are, you know, coming up and need like either like a 20 minute Pep Talk or just a little bit of advice. Yeah, it's for a great sure. For that. Yeah. That is so, so cool. I can't wait to see that evolve. That's exciting. I love it. I love it. Thanks for coming on the show today, Allie. Keep up the great work. I can't wait to follow along with all the new projects that you're working on. And congratulations on all the success that you've had. Up Thank today. you so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you back here soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. If you're loving The Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show and have gotten any value out of it for your business or your life, would you mind doing two things for me? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their business online. And I would so appreciate and have so much gratitude to you if you could take that action for me. And subscribing is what gets you notified each time a new show gets released so you never miss a thing. Our listener reviews have helped us to climb into the top 15 of all marketing podcasts and we'd love your help to keep on climbing. Here's to our next 600 episodes together. We so appreciate you and look forward to thousands more.